My name is Erin Weideman, and you are listening to Heroes for Her. This series features candid conversations with real women who strive to balance their professional acumen with their personal values. Join me as I interview positive female role models who are working hard, loving others, and inspiring the next generation of girls to serve their unique purpose. Hi, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Heroes for Her. My guest today is Audrey Roloff. In her own words, Audrey is a combination of raspy loudness, frizzy redness, running craziness, redeemed brokenness, persevering faithfulness, and striving to reflect more of Christ-likeness. Her lifestyle blog, Podge, is one of my favorites. It's a place where she writes about family, faith, fashion, adventure, and so much more. Together with her husband, Jeremy, she co-founded Beating 50%, whose mission is to inspire marriages that are better than average and to encourage husbands and wives to give more than 50% to their spouse. Audrey, so much to talk about today. Welcome to Heroes for Her. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. So I love your blog, and I'm remembering a post from back in September where you talked about meeting your favorite band, Need to Breathe, which is also my favorite band. (laughs) No way, really. Oh, yeah, I love them so much. I walked down the aisle to their song, Something Beautiful. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. Was that not the best thing to meet them in person? Yes, it was awesome. And we actually, we kind of like serendipitously got to know Seth, who's not one of the brothers, but he's been in the band since the beginning. And his wife, they follow Beating 50%, my husband and I's marriage ministry. And they made this, like, he built this tree house in North Carolina. And we were there for a speaking engagement and we got to stay in it. And it was like the most beautiful, luxurious, like if you ever want a romantic, non-conventional getaway, like you have to go there. It's like insane. Yeah, Ashley's um, awesome. And they have like all the need to breathe records and stuff. Like it's pretty awesome. So, oh, so yeah, so that was cool. really fun. Will you yeah. um, tell everybody a little bit about yourself? So you're 24, you were born in Oregon, moved to LA, back to Oregon. You kind of had, I mean, there's been a lot going on. So we just give everybody a quick, yeah. brief overview of who you are and just family and upbringing and just to get to know you a little bit. Totally. Yeah. So I was born and raised in the suburbs of Portland, went to like a giant public high school. I was a distance runner. So I was a distance runner and a ski racer, kind of an interesting combination. Mm-hmm. So I spent my weekends at the mountain, actually over here where I live now currently in Bend, Oregon. It's about four hours from Portland. So I grew up coming here and skiing and then running throughout the week and then went on to college at Oregon State in Corvallis, Oregon. And I studied business there. And I also ran all five years. I used up eligibility. So I got a scholarship to run there and ran there through college and was super involved in a ministry called Young Life all through college. And then went on to marry my now husband right after college. Uh, so we met during our freshman year in college, we kind of got set up on essentially a blind date by mutual friends. And we did the whole long distance thing for about three years. And then we pretty much ended our long distance relationship in marriage. So we went straight from long distance to getting married and then got married on his family farm back in the Hillsborough area, which is right outside of Portland and the country. And then we moved to Los Angeles right after we got married And I worked for Gallo Wine Company in sales, so kind of the corporate route. And my husband pursued commercial photography and video while we lived there. So he, that was his degree, and he studied film and photography in Santa Barbara. So we had a lot of connections in L.A. 
So it kind of made sense for us to go there. So we went there. <laughs> we roughed it. It was not, we are like true Oregonians at heart. And so living in the city like that is just A, not us, and B, Los Angeles is just brutal. So we, and we were in West Hollywood, which is just like the thick of it. So we were there for about a year. And then we kind of, we had this idea that we were kicking around beating 50%. Like I started to write a lot more stuff on my blog about relationships kind of while I was working my corporate job, I was maintaining this blog that I had started in college, Podge. And I start, after my wedding, I started writing a lot more about long distance and marriage and relationships because that's what my readers were wanting. And just noticing that that stuff was getting so much more traction. And Jared and I have always had a heart to do something with relationships, whether that be like way down the road was kind of more what we were thinking at the time. But this idea of beating 50% kind of transpired while we were living in Los Angeles. And we knew we wanted to get out because it's not where we wanted to be long term, not where we wanted to raise a family. And we wanted to be back up in Oregon. So we quit our jobs there and kind of stopped doing the commercial stuff and then moved to Bend, Oregon, which is where we live now. And slowly, it took about six months before we actually launched beating 50%. So we're kind of doing some other stuff while we were here too. But, and then, yeah, so here we are today. Being 50% has been kind of our main thing right now. It's been around for about a year. We launched it Valentine's Day of last year. So yeah, that's kind of what we've been doing. And I'm still doing my blog. I launched a little clothing shop on it last year and have like some devotionals and other fun stuff like that. So we've been keeping busy, but... <laughs> But it's been it's been a blast. Totally so. busy. I want to talk to you about always more. So you know, and I know you know when you're a distance runner, you used to write that on your arms before each race, like in black sharpie. And I can see all these yeah. cool pictures on the blog yeah. of like of <laughs> you like getting ready to race, and you've got this like super intense race face. I love it because I was ultra competitive <laughs> as well, so I'm right there with you. Oh, awesome. Will you talk a little bit about Ephesians 3:20 and just the inspiration behind always yeah. more? Yeah, for sure. So. Yeah, like you said, it started out as a motivational running reminder for me. So I used to write it on my arm in thick black Sharpie, and then I put, like, glitter nail polish over the top of it, mostly just because I didn't want to sweat it off. <laughs> um, <laughs> Smart and, and resourceful, cool. yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it was it was it kind of was my reminder that when I hit that point in the race where I just felt like my body had nothing left to give, that through Christ, I always had more. And so, I don't know, I just kind of started writing it on my hand when I was in high school for races. And then through running, running was just a huge part of my life, still is, but in a different way now. And a huge part of my growth in my relationship with the Lord, just all the different parallels between running a race and, and being a distance runner, and then our walk with the Lord. And so, just drawing those parallels over into other areas of my life always more became more than just a running running reminder. It became like this mantra for me. And so, you know, I like describe it as like, it's kind of my reminder to believe that, you know, there's always more to other people's stories than meets eye. There's always more to be thankful for, more to give, more to unearth, more to learn, more fun to be had, more mercy to grant, like all these things that through Christ, there's always more. And so that kind of became my mantra. And my mission with it is to inspire other women to always believe in the more that is within them through Christ. So yeah, that's kind of where that came from and what it means. 
And so does it does always more inspire the devotionals that you're writing. So you're writing weekly devotionals that just offer this encouragement yes. and just support to women. So will you talk about the devos? Yeah. Yeah. So they are text message based devotional. So you sign up and you get a weekly text message kind of linked to your portal. And they're all based on always more. So like the first one is based on Ephesians 3.20, which is what the verse comes from now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we could ever ask or imagine. And then all the ones following after that are like always more joy, always more faithfulness, always more humility, always more generosity. And it kind of trails out. So they're all topical, but they all tie into that theme of always more. Well, I love that too. And I want to transition over to to you and Jeremy. You know, you've been married for a couple of years now. Congratulations. So awesome. Thanks. Yeah. So after you guys got, you know, you and, and it was so cool too. If you haven't checked out Audrey's Instagram, you, you can find her pretty easily. But she just posted about like the first day they met. And I remember reading about it. And you, like, yeah. you were like soaking wet because it had rained and you were running outside. And right. he came over to pick you up and you did that whole like teenage macaroni grill dinner. Exactly. After you went to church together, so it's like a cute, a cute first date. But what was the early time in your relationship like? Like, you know, you, you did the long distance thing mm-hmm. and then you guys were like, okay, cool, we're going to make a go of it. Like those early months of marriage, what was that like? Marriage or dating? Yeah, well, the dating part, I guess, was let's, we can talk about that, too. So you dated long distance for such a long time. Like my husband and I only did that for a year or so before we were like, OK, we can't take it anymore. Yeah. We have to get married. But yeah. you guys really dated long yeah. distance for a long time. So let's let's start there. What was that time like for you guys? Okay. Yeah. So we we met in the funny little Instagram story. We actually met as we're talking right now, seven years ago yesterday. So and Jeremy from the day that we met, Jeremy pretty much started pursuing me and I was really stubborn and just busy and like not looking to date really. You sound like me. Uh, I was so like he, not interested at yeah. all. And he was like, no, no, we're, we're yeah, like, meant to be. Yeah. Like, okay. Exactly. Right. So I was kind of, I had a little bit of pride and independence issue going on, but we, he pursued me for about two years and we were just friends. So the first two years of knowing each other, we were just friends. Jeremy was close by, so he was going to community college in Portland. They were still filming for the TV show then, and so they he was sticking around. And then right when we started dating, which was like going into my junior year of college, he decided to go to film and photography school in Santa Barbara. So we only dated in the same town because we were both home for the summer and we grew up in the same area for 10 days. And then he went off to Santa Barbara and we did three years long distance. So his schooling was a three-year program. And I had three more years of school because I used up all my eligibility. So, and we basically never saw each other because I was an athlete in college and I was competing cross country in the fall, indoor track in the winter, outdoor track in the spring. So like my weekends were full with that. So he would come and visit me in the summertime, you know, maybe a few times, like, honestly, it was pretty brutal. And then we knew that we both really wanted to finish school. Like that was just a big thing for us. And I wanted to finish running. So we just knew we had to stick it out. And we saw the light at the end of the tunnel, as even though it was far away, like we knew, we kind of knew when we started dating that like, we wanted to spend the rest of our lives together. I kind of told myself like, the next guy that I dated would be a guy that I would at least see myself marrying. So, yeah. So then we, I graduated just shortly before Jeremy, he graduated at the end of the summer and then we got married. And it's funny because people like 
we moved to Los Angeles. We like had all these big changes of like ending college, getting married, moving to LA, starting full-time jobs. And people were like, man, like you guys never dated in the same place. What's it like being in LA in this tiny apartment together? Like, you know, spending all this time together. And it was actually like amazing because we learned to not take our time together for granted. And it was just beautiful being able to be together. Like we were so grateful for it. So that transition, I think the Lord just really blessed us in preparing us for that. We did a lot of things to prepare for the beginning of our marriage and had a lot of amazing people speaking into our lives during that season of engagement that really set us up, set us off on the right foot. So yeah. Well, that kind of answer your question. Totally. It's it's cool to hear you talk okay. about it too cuz it's like you have, you know, you did have all these positive people pouring into your marriage, but at one time like and, yeah. and we heard this too, like there are a lot of negative naysayers about marriage just in oh, general yeah. and that probably stems from the fact that half of them don't work out. So it's like on the one hand, you have, <laughs> you know, you want to celebrate and you're entering into this union with somebody and you're trying to grow your relationship with them and your relationship and your walk with the Lord and here is all this other like negativity. So how did you guys like I mean, is that was that the genesis yeah. for beating fifty percent? Where you were like, "Oh, we're hearing all this <laughs> negative stuff. Like, let's let's do something about it." Yeah, you know, it it was. I mean, we had just Jeremy kind of growing up in the public eye. We had maybe just a little bit more backlash from the public about just the idea of getting married so young, and like we weren't even that young. I mean, I was twenty three. I just turned twenty three when we got married. So just the negativeness towards it like people would say things to us like oh jerry like get ready to lose your freedom or people would say things to me like oh he's not going to be the man that you married now like 10 years from now and like i don't know it just like was really disheartening to me because i had such a good view of marriage honestly from you know my parents growing up and now all these people are like just tainting it with just all this negativeness and we just wanted to do something to like combat that because we felt like we had so many friends that didn't want to get married because of those comments. And like our generation, just like, you know, they're okay. Just like dating and waiting it out because they're afraid of, Oh, what if he's not the same guy at 30 or, you know, what if I do have to like surrender my freedom a little bit or, you know, those things. And so we wanted to kind of take that and turn it around and go like, here's all the amazing things that come with like becoming one. Like, sure, you have to give up a little bit of your freedom, but you're not one with this person. And like, you don't get to become one with just anybody. And how the Lord can use that, you know, as a ministry to other people, as a billboard of the gospel, like is pretty incredible. So yeah, that's definitely, you know, kind of how the mission of Beating 50% transpired was in those months of engagement, just the negativeness. Yeah, we definitely, I mean, Brett and I have talked about this very recently, actually, and we talked about how, you know, we got married seven years ago, and we're both definitely not the people we were seven years ago, and not in a bad yeah, way, totally. we just, you know, we've, yes, we've yes. grown and developed and and moved and had to deal with challenges and lots mm-hmm. of different, you know, issues that have come up that that have grown us together and, and sewed us together as as one. And I love that analogy because it's not, you know, you're coming in as two separate people, but you really are creating this one unit. And that's right, so, so exactly. important. Yeah, definitely. So was it weird to have your wedding filmed for TV? <laughs> 
Yeah, we we thought that. Well, I thought. I mean, you're on the camera all the time, and like the photography, and I mean, you guys like like the feed and the blog (laughs) and everything is beautiful. So like photography and filming is a part of your life. But just I I wanted to ask you that because it's like okay, you're having this big day, and like yeah, it's gonna be filmed, but then like everyone's gonna see it, not just like your people. Right. Yeah. You know, it's very. I kind of had to come to a point where I because I fought it pretty hard. I was just like. I didn't want that to ruin the intimacy of the day. I didn't want it to take away from, you know, my friends and family being able to just feel like they could be themselves because even though I had sort of like, you never get used to it, honestly. Like (laughs) my sister-in-law always joke, we always joke about it. Like you never get used to it. Like, because we're not created to be in the public eye. It's just a weird thing. And, but I had to kind of come to a point during our engagement where I was like, you know what? Like I'm marrying Jeremy and this is, Uh, he's been doing this. This has been essentially like, you know, one of his jobs since he was 13 years old. And to just like be in complete rejection to that and be like, no, I want no part of it would not be to like accept part of who Jeremy is. And so I kind of just had to learn to accept that like, hey, this is part of Jeremy's life. And like, I need to learn to respect it as best as I can. And in the same way, like he did the same for me in respecting that, like, hey, I'm not used to this. And I'm a little bit uncomfortable with like, you know, wearing a microphone under my wedding dress all day and like just things like that. But he did a really good job. We had a lot of things that we didn't actually have filmed on our wedding day. So I actually like took off my microphone for our first look and that was not filmed. We did a first look and it wasn't on TV or anything. And then we took communion and they didn't film that. So there were certain things that I told Jeremy, like, Hey, I want these moments to be just ours. And he really like went to battle for that so that we could still have, you know, those intimate moments in the midst of sharing our day with our friends and family and the world. That's totally (laughs) cool. Yeah, It's definitely an interesting thing. Yeah, no, you, I like that too. And on your blog too, I, I came across and it was pretty recent. It was like a few months ago, but you wrote a post and it was called nine things. I'm so glad I did on my wedding day. And a lot of the things mm, that are yeah. from that list will have to do with making it, making it intimate and making it not feel like it was this big, I mean, it was a big production and like, you right. know, exciting and all of the things that it was, but a lot of the things that you put on that list were about prayer and praying together. Yeah which I yeah. thought was really special too. And, and you can easily find that if you're listening now, if you can find that on her blog, it's it's easy to find. So I want to switch gears here because beating 50% and always more devotionals and all the things that you have going on. What do you like to do outside of blogging and writing and all of the work that you're doing with Jer on beating 50? And what do you like to do besides all that stuff? Yeah, I really, so I actually last, about a year ago, I became a bar three instructor. I don't know if you know, are you familiar with that? Totally. Explain it for the people who are like bar three, what's that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously like, you know, bar, there's lots of different kinds of bar out there, but bar three, it's a combination of yoga, Pilates and ballet. And I started doing it right when we moved to Bend, which was a little over a year ago. And I just fell in love with it. I needed like a different outlet outside of running because I was kind of burnt out on running after I graduated and moving to Bend, you know, snows all winter and I just hate running in the snow. (laughs) So I started taking these bar classes and like, I've never been one for, I hate lifting weights and I hate yoga. It's like way too slow for me and lifting weights. is just like, nah, I don't like it. (laughs) So bar was like the perfect combination because it's like, it's strength and balance and cardio combined. And I just noticed like how much stronger I was when I would go for a run, how much more balanced I was like just walking around throughout the day. And it's such a fun community to be a part of. Like 
everyone that's in and out of the studio, like, is just, like, they're just awesome people. Like, I don't know what it is about Bar 3, but it just draws in amazing people. So I loved it so much that I became an instructor. So I do that here in Bend, and I love it. It's kind of like my fitness outlet, you know, being like a post-athlete out of college. Like, I needed something where I could be around other people that are committed to taking care of their bodies and just helping people come back from injuries, go through pregnancy and coming back from postpartum and all of that. It's been super fun to get to see people reach their fitness goals and help them do that. And I just love that. It's like a part of me that, you know, part of me wishes like someday I want to be like a coach or something like that. But so yeah, that's a huge thing that I love and do on the side. And then we really like to ski, you know, we're 20 minutes from Mount Bachelor, which is some of the best skiing in the Pacific Northwest. And so, you know, we try to get up there like on a Tuesday morning or a Thursday morning when no one's up there and ski a few runs. We've had pretty much a crazy winter here. So we have like four feet of snow in our backyard right now. We've been trying to do a lot of skiing this winter. Yeah, those are a couple of things. And in the summer, we really like to camp and Jared and I love just like driving around and exploring different places in Oregon. There's so many like beautiful places to explore and things to do outside here, all the lakes and rivers and hikes and we're into all that. So yeah, it's a great place to live. (laughs) Super cool. What do you guys have going on the next couple of months? What are you going to be working on? Yeah. So we just launched our, the biggest thing kind of is we just launched our Navigators Council Journal on Beating 50%, which is kind of like the first product that we've launched for Beating 50%. And it's a, it's essentially a marriage journal and it has weekly questions that you can sit down with your spouse and ask one day a week with little weekly devotionals and a little calendar so that you and your husband can get on the same page. Jared and I, we call, we call it our Navigators Council, but essentially it's just like a practice to create a rhythm for communication in your marriage. And we've been doing it since the week that we got married and have just like reaped so many benefits from it and in telling other people about it, they've grown to love it. They were like, we got to do something about this. Like we should like make this a thing. So we created this journal and we just started pre-selling them about a month ago. We're actually like tomorrow handing in the manuscript to get it printed and sent off. So those will ship hopefully in the next like four weeks. So we're really excited about that. And then we are what else do we got going on? That's like a big thing. I'm launching, like trying to expand my clothing line a little bit, have tank tops and bags and just other fun stuff that says always more on it. And yeah, I don't, we're tinkering around with the idea of doing a conference of, of some sort. We're not really sure exactly what that's going to look like. It might be something that's like more of an intimate thing, like a camp out for couples type thing on the farm and We've been talking, bouncing around lots of different ideas, but ski we're getting kicked week, out of our weekend. house here in May. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're renting here in Ben, and we're getting kicked out of our house here in May. So we're, we have the whole buying a house thing kind of on the docket. So that's a big thing on the to-do list for us in the next couple of months. So, so you have nothing going on. Yeah, that's kind of what's on the docket. Yeah. yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Well, we obviously yeah. were huge fans of you and we're so excited about all the work you're doing, not just at Beating 50%, but just with your devotionals and everything you guys have going on and being such an encouragement to girls out there to pursue Christ with all of their heart and to just not be afraid to stand up for Jesus. Yeah. So just thank you so much for the work that you do. It is truly inspiring. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Erin. This has been so fun. And thanks everyone for listening. <laughs>
Awesome. So we end each episode with something called the scoop. It is three rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. All right. So our podcast obviously is called Heroes for Her. We love celebrating and highlighting real heroes for girls. So when you were a little girl, who was your hero? Mm. Man, first thing right off the bat is just my mom. Like, honestly, I mean, I'm sure you get that answer all the time, but I had an incredible mother and just in so many ways, she's my hero, just totally in love with the Lord. And she just like was an example to me of what it looks like to be a godly woman my whole life. And I'm just so thankful that I had that because I know a lot of people didn't have that and I don't take it for granted. So yeah, my mom. Second question, what is a piece of advice that someone's given you that's impacted your life in a powerful way? Ooh, so I had this mentor in college and she used to say this to me all the time and it's really stuck with me. It's his past faithfulness demands your present trust. And like looking back on my life, there's so many times where God has just been faithful in different seasons. And whenever I encounter a circumstance or a situation in my life where I'm more prone to not being, to not having faith or being afraid or being worried or uncertain, I just remind myself of that, that his past faithfulness demands my present trust. And that's just been a huge thing for me, especially when it comes to making big decisions, small decisions, changing seasons of life. That's been huge. Love that. That's amazing. That's actually really close to our heart. Our, our vision verse for this year is the word miracle and remembering like all of God, mm. all of what God has done before and then like moving oh, into the yeah. future with confidence and boldness because he's so faithful. Right. Love it. Yes, totally. That's exactly. Third question. If you could have a secret superpower, what would it be? Ooh, Golly, those things that you like stop thinking about once you're 15. Love it. I don't know. I would say just make maybe the ability to just transport myself so that I could travel. <laughs> like the ability to just like fly somewhere and teleport essentially and go explore different places all throughout the world in a timely fashion. Just avoid the airport <laughs> entirely. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, cool. Yes. Uh, tell me about it. All right. As we wrap up, Audrey, where is the best place for people to find you, connect with you and find out all of the great things that you're doing? Yeah, you can find me. My Instagram is just Audrey Roloff. Same with Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. And then my blog, which has my shop and devotional, is just AudgePodge.com. It's A-U-J-P-O-J. And then Beating 50% is just Beating50%.com. Perfect. Audrey, thanks so much for being here. You're awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It was fun. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed our conversation, please be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. If you have any questions, thoughts about the episode, or ideas about how we can come together and support our girls, we would absolutely love to hear from you. You can email us at hello at biblebells.com. Just let